0: Hello it's Lita here from Community Finance Ireland and welcome to our podcast series. Changemakers are in every community, they're in every city and they're down every rural road right across the island of Ireland. This series meets with those amongst us who choose change. Their stories demonstrate what can be done when we work together and here at Community Finance Ireland we speak finance but we hear people and we really do hope you enjoy listening to them. Hello everybody, it's Community Finance Islands podcast here and Lisa sitting here in a beautiful sunlight uh, overlooking the River Barrow in New Ross County, Wexford and I am at the Dunbrodie Famine Ship Experience uh, with Sean Connick, the current CEO of the JF Kennedy Trust and Sean thanks very much for welcoming us and we're delighted to have you and um, we're just going to have a little conversation, you can tell me how you've got involved, and tell the listeners a little bit about the project itself.
1: Okay. Well, look. At, first of all, you're all very welcome. We're delighted to have you, and um, we're looking forward to working with community finance now and into the future. So we're delighted to be part and parcel of whatever they're involved in.
0: Yeah. Um, so tell tell the listeners for those that have not been down to New Ross yet. Even though I know there's sixty five thousand people down here yeah. over the last year. Um, tell me a little bit about the, the project itself.
1: Well, the project uh, was, the concept of the project was born in 1988 when a group of business people in conjunction with New Ross Urban Council at the time and the Line Slub International came together uh, to do something about the challenging environment or, or commercial environment that New Ross was facing back in the late 80s. People remember that the late 80s was another very, another very deep bad recession. recession. Yeah. Uh, and uh, New Ross was a town which was an industrial-based town, port town. It had thousands of industrial jobs, and all of those jobs were lost over a period of about 10 years from 1977, really, right through to 1987. Uh, and people were obviously getting anxious. The town was a sort of a drive-through town. Yeah. Uh, you know, the ship, the boats coming into Ross Lair, traffic would be just running through. There was nothing to stop them. So the idea was that, look, we needed uh, some sort of, to identify an opportunity to try and stop the traffic coming through the town. That was the basic yeah. starting a, a point. And then outside of that was can we stop them, can we get them to spend some money near us? Yeah. And in doing that, can we create employment some and job. jobs yeah. and create opportunities for other people? So in 1988, uh, the idea was to set up uh, the John F. Kennedy Trust. Uh, that set about initially a plan of building a museum to honour John Fitzgerald Kennedy. Who we had identified as a unique selling point. He, his he'd visit to New Ross, here. his yeah. ancestors are, are from Dunganstown and still farm to this day, the Dunganstown farm. Uh, and uh, he came in 1963. It was a real story, it wasn't something that yeah, didn't make it a up. a connection. you know. Yeah, he had people. visited previously and uh, he said he'd come back as president, and he did, and they've been coming back every year since uh, lots of the Kennedys come on a regular basis. So uh, it was something that we felt that we were different to other towns that we had that. Uh, And so the idea was to build a museum. And somewhere in the middle of that, uh, ideas were thrown around and trashed around and various thoughts were put uh, down in terms of what that might look like. And eventually it was agreed by the board at the time that they would build a replica model of a famine ship that would have been owned by the Graves family from New Ross back in the mid-1850s and so the concept of the Dombroli Famine ship uh, uh, was developed. And, and this opened. is the
0: ship that we can see this here the on the River Barrow. This ship sits outside now. And we have yeah. just had a walk around yeah. it and what yeah. a beautiful piece of craftsmanship It that is, is an
1: exact replica and I mean yeah. we had to bring in an awful lot of uh, Irish skills had been lost in the shipbuilding area yeah. so we had we had a lot of uh, Irish people who were involved in the construction of the ship and for some of the more technical pieces of it uh, we had to bring in a specialist group from Germany yeah. to help. And to direct uh, the, um, the, and the, the the Irish crew who were building the, the ship itself at the The wood
0: itself—it's done. One of the one of your tour guides, Peter, was telling us that it's Irish oak and possibly African.
1: Yeah, there's a mix of timbers. There's a on mix it. of timber, Yeah, okay. which, which you know. And I mean, we would have planted a forest to offset. The, yeah, the amount. We called it yeah. Forest. So uh, like and that d- was planted, and people contributed. It did it really take it almost
0: trees. ten years to build that Absolutely. ship? Absolutely. Really?
1: Yeah. yeah. I mean, it was a huge project, started in the '90s, uh, and then completed. The 11th of February, actually, 2001, the ship was sailed out of the dry dock. She was built in New Ross. A lot of people wouldn't yeah. know that. They might think she was built elsewhere, but she was actually built across the river. One of the factories that I, I had mentioned earlier, we'd lost a lot of industrial jobs, and one of the, the companies we'd lost was a company called uh, Ross Company. Yes. And Ross Company were building large barges back in the 70s okay. for the oil rigs up on the North Sea. And so they had a dry dock and rigging area over there. And that was the site that was decided on to build the Dumbrode. So she was built across the river and then sailed up here on the 11th of February 2001.
0: And are we correct in thinking that the boats were originally only built for cargo rather than for people?
1: yes to well to, a, to a large to a degree i mean emigration from ireland has been going on since the 17th yeah. century back in the 1600s uh, it peaked at various times over the years after the 1798 rebellion actually we've seen from our research there was huge numbers of people left ireland in around 1799 and 1800 okay and that was because people obviously thought the instability in ireland at the time so a lot of people just decided to move and emigrate. Yeah. So, emigration was something that was ongoing right across. And I mean, yeah. we all know from uh, you know, as, as we've grown up, yeah. many of our friends over the years, it's just an Irish yeah. thing. We've all yes. always emigrated. And my parents and made emigrated, and most yeah. people's parents emigrated. It obviously emigrated peaked at some point. during the famine period, yeah. uh, and that's when the Graves shipping. You know, obviously there were commercial shippers, but they there was an opportunity to um, carry passengers, and so the ships were built uh, and designed in such a way that they could carry passenger crew out. But they were carrying cargo back. And, and it's a very story. real
0: experience when the tour guide brings you down through that ship. You can really feel what mm. it was like for the people who travelled on it. Yeah. And so there's about 65,000 people a year coming in here. Then ticket visitors, price yeah. is, is what... So it's
1: 11 euro for an adult. But like we do family, you know, we'd have family rates yeah. and we'd have student rates. Yeah. and um, then uh, we have senior rates and that as well so and
0: in extension then on the boat we also have the the initial you, introduction you have the visitor center the visitor center yeah. so tell the listeners a little bit about how yeah. that works
1: well what happens is we, we have a hall that you would normally walk down and that would take you into a, 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 a model of the key side of Neuross from back in the day uh, and in that we set the context and background as to why people were leaving at that particular point in time. Yeah. So we talk a little bit about the famine and the different landlord and tenant relationship that was there. Then we bring them into an audio visual experience before they step out on board the ship. And yeah. then when they come off the ship, we've recently opened the Savannah landing point, which is a really interesting uh, development that we're now working on with Savannah, Georgia. Yeah. Uh, and it's research that's only come to light in recent years. And so we created a Savannah landing point because the original Don was built in Quebec and she sailed directly to New Ross, but her maiden voyage from New Ross was actually to Savannah, Georgia. Ah, okay. And we've only established that in recent months.
0: Okay, so it's uh, another so part of some, the story. Yeah, so it's really a big part of the story.
1: So we've created a Savannah landing point because we have a really good working relationship yeah. with Savannah, Georgia, uh, and they're coming over actually next week. They were over in September for the opening of it, but the hurricane played havoc with them. So they're coming now to develop uh, a new outreach campus for Georgia Southern in Wexford. Uh, they've also got involved with us in a number of different trade issues and from a tourism perspective we have them here. So it's a really exciting development and we want to mimic that in Quebec, Boston, New York and the other states that we, the other places that we sail the ships into uh, and we'll be working on that over the coming years. That's part of the expansion, of the expansion. plans that we have. So and after that then, you just to say to you that we go through the Irish American Hall of Fame, which celebrates you know, the legacy and, and the, the, the uh, contribution that some of the people yeah, who left so on the sure ship their ancestors made. Yes, I saw a
0: piece because the, you've got the original front covers of the magazine yeah. as a sort of a portrait as you come through and yeah. you can see people like Seamus Heaney is on the front cover yeah. and more recently Michael Fassbender for example yeah, and there's the a actor, whole Plethora of different kinds of people, which is yeah. fantastic, and it really does twin that relationship with your contacts in America.
1: And a lot of these people's ancestors sailed on ships like of the Golden yeah. which is really interesting. And then, you know, while you have the Kennedys, we know that, and you have yeah. Walt Disney, and you know, Spencer Tracy. I was really Tracy. surprised to see yeah, that Walt Kilkenny. Disney
0: came from Kilkenny. Yeah. yeah,
1: and I mean, these are things that a lot of Irish people wouldn't know. We get a lot of surprise at that, but it, it goes right, it comes right forward to you know Eileen Collins, who was the commander of the space shuttle and I mean she's first generation Irish her parents moved over so I mean it's we've some fantastic uh, we've made a huge contribution so out of adversity came this yeah. great uh, and some great stories that are really you can
0: find a different story depending yeah. on which part of the experience you decide to look yeah. at and you know for me I'm just thinking what is the thing that surprises people the most when they come down for the first time?
1: Well, I think there's a, number of, there's a number of reasons why they come. Obviously, they're coming chasing their ancestors. There's a, there's a historic interest from some people. Uh, there's genuine interest then from a maritime perspective for others. Uh, and then you would have people who are just, it's an attraction in the area. Let's go see what the yeah. story is and, and find out about it. But people are always, we get very good. Our TripAdvisor ratings are very high. Uh, we find that you know, people are pleasantly surprised. Highly recommend. Was surprised yeah. at the tour. Uh, I think people love the role players on the ship. They like the fact that it's tour-guided so that the, yeah. you know people get to, they're not wandering around on their own with an earpiece, yeah. uh, which happens in a lot of instances now. Uh, and they like the interaction with the individuals and the people around the, the project. But there are so many different reasons for them to, to come and visit us and um, we're just happy as long as they keep coming. As long
0: as they keep coming. Yeah. Some of our crew were actually sitting up behind the steering on the ship and they felt like they were um, Russell Crowe in yeah. that maritime. Pirate thing called well, I can't even remember what it's called the master and commander oh, yeah, um, yeah so they all felt like a movie star down there which was something that probably they didn't expect on the way down um, talk to us a little bit then about uh, you know obviously it's thirty years since you've been you you got involved and you've been yeah. working on this project uh, cash flow and supporting it and funding it is a big part of the day to day job yeah. C- give us some ideas share with us what it is and how you go about funding a project like this in a community like New Rock well I
1: suppose the scale that it's at now is somewhat different because like obviously we'd have a commercial aspect to what we're doing you know the restaurant is a a business on its own we have the visitors uh, albeit the visitor uh, experience sector in Ireland is a six to seven month uh, business now we're obviously fall to Ireland and ourselves and everybody are working to try and extend the season but it is challenging because November December, January February, March are always challenging months
0: yeah but, and you'd said to us earlier um, that your staff rotation goes up and down depending yeah depending on the, depending on the yeah. season
1: so we go down to about 34 staff across the winter season yeah. and up to 52 yeah. when we go back into the summer so um, yeah look at it. it's, it's it's still a challenge to keep it open we do get support from the uh, community service program uh, under Pubble's direction and that yes. we would have a couple of support workers through TuS. And the CE scheme, but not many, the bulk of our staff now would be employees that we would have or we would have taken through the system or they would have come in through schemes like Tucson CE and we would have kept them in the role. Okay, excellent. Uh, you know, so we, we would, our job here really is to try and, you know, introduce people to the workforce, try and encourage them into the workforce. And, and then we're possible keep them or in some okay. instances they move on uh, to move into a different area in that. Um, that's a social aspect to the project that you know we constantly remind ourselves and the, the board of directors are constantly reminded look we have you know it's not all about profit yes. Uh, yes the banks want us to make sure that we're viable and you know we have that challenge like any other commercial entity but well, um, I guess the but other it is thing, challenging yeah but the other thing we do is rely on support
0: social and, impact audiences. and profit don't have to be mutually exclusive
1: no. And Which is what this social enterprise what, is showing that's us. Exactly. And that's what they're encouraging us now to, I mean, to, yeah. to head down the route of trying to be profitable. And I mean, we understand that fully. We we, um, And that's what we buy into. But it is challenging at times. Um,
0: and talk to us then about how your team came across Community Finance Island and why Community Finance Island at that juncture.
1: Yeah, well, I would have actually come across them after my appointment. I would have. Been made aware of them, and obviously I'd see them through different organisations that we're involved with, and different meetings that would have been at, uh, and colleagues who are running similar type uh, uh, projects uh, in this particular sector would have mentioned community finance to me. So initially, I would have spoke with Donald uh, Trainer, and uh, you know after that, then Barry Sims has taken over yeah, as the local so rep so that Barry I would deal direct man. with. Yeah, uh, so I've been working with both of the guys for the last uh, five years, and, that and we found okay. their flexibility really great their professionalism and they, you can rely on them and you know they're easy to work with they understand yeah. the sector which is hugely important uh, you know they're not just looking at the cold figures you know uh, they're looking at the project and they're looking at how they can help the community as opposed to the pure commercial just you know six percent return on your loan yes and that's important uh, so I think it's a really important uh, uh,
0: the Yeah, and would you think then that the experience with Community Finance Island is one of a partnership?
1: Yeah, it feels like that. I mean, yeah. I think it would feel like that. They would be very involved. I mean, I, when I go back to see them, a lot of emails to respond to. And one of them would be from Barry, us on our big announcement. I know, tell the business you know? about
0: that big announcement yeah, well, last we, we week. Because we this is five it, years in the making, isn't it, We've been working
1: for five years. We, When I came in initially, what we did was we, let, we with the board, uh, and their guidance, we decided to have a total overview of the visitor experience downstairs. Yeah. We looked at the ship itself and how we protect her and future-proof her going forward, what works need to be done to her. And then we looked at the expansion, and I alluded earlier to the fact that Kennedy was just one great-grandson yes. of somebody left. Now here we have lots of other opportunities to explore the 20,000 people just on the Graveships alone. Mm-hmm. Many others left. What is their story? But New itself is a very unique historic town, and it was founded by the Normans in 1207 by William Marshall who ended up being known as The Greatest Knight and he himself is an amazing story. Uh, And Ross Tapestry is a sister uh, project which is uh, located further over the quay. They've told the Norman story in Tread over the last number of years in an amazing set of tapestries. So we would hope to incorporate the Norman story in conjunction with Wexford County Council's rollout of the Norman Trail because Wexford is where the Normans came in and it was from Wexford that they fed up the country. Uh, so we want to tell that story here, link it in with the other various attractions on the Hook Peninsula and in County Wexford before it moves on to Kilkenny Castle. Uh, I mentioned William Marshall, he would have built Kilkenny Castle and projects such as that. So this is a serious player, this guy. He was one of the original signatories of the Magna Carta, which ended up in the basis for the Constitution of the United States, along with the UK. So like, I mean, these guys are very important. Well, and yeah. w- and St. Mary's Church is at the top of the hill, which currently exists. So we're going to start. With the history of the town in 1207, we're going to move into the Middle Ages then, which is the era of the Graves family who ran the shipping line here. The Tottenham estate, the Tottenham family, who really owned, and to th- to this day continue to own, large portions of properties across the town. Yeah. Look at that middle, that 1600 to 1900 era, and then bring it up to the famine era, and then bring it into the modern era and contextualise it and have research and educational and exhibition space to develop a huge overall attraction that gives us the opportunity to sell a much bigger story and to tell a much bigger and wider story. Exactly, and,
0: and I think it's a really interesting story because as you say so many things have started here yeah. and they continue. Can I just ask you then... So just
1: say that the Rural Regeneration <coughs> Development Fund was the fund that we got the 5.6 million euro fund. Yes. But the project will be about 9 million and Wexford County Council and Falterian will be coming in with some other funds and obviously we have to raise funds ourselves so this is it this is a, a transformational project for now the I town was going to ask Nass.
0: you like, what is the impact of that type of funding into mm-hmm. a project like this like what is the impact when you or when somebody says yes here's the funding that you're yeah. looking for we believe in this go for well, it. The
1: plan is to try and increase the visitor numbers from the 70,000 a year to okay. 200,000 a year. Okay that's what they want to do they want to get people into this area the concept is Wexfordia which sees the Irish National Heritage Park the Hook Lighthouse and ourselves, attracting in excess of 200,000 visitors a year. And in order to do that, we need investment in the three projects. We're the project that's ahead of the game in terms of we're the first project to get the major announcement. Okay. We're working closely with the council who, as part of their funding, will renovate all the areas leading up to St. Mary's Church that I mentioned earlier. Yeah. So like, there's a town impact on this as well, yes. which is going to change the dynamic of the experience that the visitor will have walking through the streets of New Ross. So it is a transformational So they won't be saying we come from town. County
0: Wexford anymore, they'll be saying we come from Wexfordia.
1: Ah, oh, no, they'll be coming from County <laughs> Wexford. <laughs>
0: um,
1: uh, or Kilkenny. Or, or Kilkenny. Or, or we don't mind. We want them from every county. As long as they're county. in here buying yeah, a absolutely. ticket and putting
0: some money into the community. Um, talk to us a little bit about the process then that 30 years of working and as you said your phase is much farther ahead than some of the other newer yeah. ones that have just got funding. Uh, and and a green light to get started. What do you learn on a process like this when you've started from a very small idea Mm. and you suddenly find yourself running a project of this size and scale?
1: Well, obviously it's evolved, as have the people around the project over the... Mm. Well, I suppose running the project is since 2001. So over the last 18 years the different skill sets would have changed. And obviously people like myself and other people around the project, including the various members of the boards, would have developed skill sets. You know, we know an awful lot more now about the tourism sector than we did when the lads started thirty years ago yes. and even twenty years ago yes. when the ship was launched. So we carry that experience now into the project going forward. So there's lots of things we'd like to have done differently here. Yeah. Which we didn't do, which we hope we'll be able to use now. Uh, or we'll be able to apply next, to yeah. the next phase of the development. So, like, uh, you know, we would know an awful lot more about what we're at. Faults Ireland are, are very good now in terms of the training courses and the information that they provide and, and the supports that they bring in behind projects such as this. And, of course, we'll engage the top consultants and the best people in the tourism sector and industry to try and develop this new one, because, like, you'll only get one chance at this. Yeah. You know, it has to be a major attraction. That you, you know, that people like yourselves are going to go visit and come out and say, my God, you've got to go to New Ross to see that. It's, yeah. a, it's an amazing experience. So we know that, so it's, it, it has to be at that level.
0: And collaboration then is obviously a key part to projects of this type.
1: Oh yeah, well we would have worked, I mean the submission would have been made through Extra County Council, yeah. we would have worked on that, Falch Ireland would have been our advisors in relation to the same, we'd have had outside consultants on it, yeah. the board would have looked at it, we'd have had you know information days, we'd have sat down and had strategy meetings, You know, we'd have looked at what are the options going forward over the last five years and we'd have identified, outlined strategic plans and different things. It's a huge amount of work has gone into the project to bring it to where um, we are now.
0: And do you think that, I mean on a personal level, you were a local councillor here in in the area, do you think that that, the the skill sets from that, the ability to bring people with you, talk to them, engage with them, do you think that that's helped you steer in terms of your own role on the project?
1: Yeah, well I I suppose I was involved with the project prior to being a councillor, but you know. the fact that I was very heavily engaged in the community yeah. on disability issues, so yes. things like ramping churches and theatres and hotels and just various things like that over the years. And I that's, was a a high personal that's a personal, that was a personal p- issue you know, for you. I'm easy enough to say that I'm a wheelchair user yeah. uh, from a spinal cord injury. So I mean I would have been engaged with the community on a much wider basis prior to being involved in politics and then yes. I got elected. Yes. yes. Uh, to run for the town council. I would have identified opportunities <coughs> and various things that I had an interest in as a councillor. Yeah. And they were things like festivals and events and uh, industrial development, yeah. tourism development. And so in that time I grew with the project as did many yeah. others uh, to get to the point where we get to um, uh, to where I was, uh, I became a, a TD and a junior minister. So that was in the 90s, no, and that and that would have been instrumental working closely with my predecessor Sean Reedy, in the delivery of the building that you're currently in, Yes. and the projects that are around it, like the key, uh, the lovely key front the boardwalks. Yes, and,
0: and it is a beautiful walk yeah, up there. And, I mean, I've it's seen been a, been a few fun, people walking their dogs up there now this afternoon. Yeah, so it's
1: th- this whole project has seen probably the guts of about. Eight to nine million invested in it over the over the thirty years. years yeah, uh, to get to where we're at, so and now I, we're about to spend the same again. Which is so I suppose, Sean, you know,
0: in projects like this, the one thing is, I um, it's not unfair to say that collaboration and getting the right people with you is 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 yeah. is key. But then also, I suppose, it's not a quick fix, is it? You've got to be in well, it for the a long, long game. term. It's the long game. It's a
1: long game. In 2013, I remember I was speaking, I was chairman of the organization at that point in time. And I remember speaking in the Brandon House. The Kennedys were over. We were opening the key front, unveiling yeah. the immigrant flame outside. Then the visitor center has been opened. And we just happened to, I happened to say that, you know, we talked about all the things that we'd achieved. Yeah. And I said, look, that took me two minutes to say that. But it yeah, took us 25, 25 years, years to achieve yeah. And, the, you know, we sort of came to a point in 2013 where we'd actually achieved everything we'd set yeah. out to do. And so we set about then drawing breath and say, well, right, where do we go now? And then put a plan for the next 25 years.
0: And hope that you can continue to have the energy to get it done.
1: To do it. And I mean, we have a voluntary board of directors. They're amazing people on them, you know, and um, uh, they give up their time freely. And then outside of that, you have myself as CEO, and we have the support center of the local authorities, some great people working in Wexford County Council who have been hugely supportive of what we're trying to do. Uh, over the years and then fall to Ireland themselves so when you combine and you bring all these people together and you bring the various skill sets um you know then you have an opportunity whereby people of the town and the community see the improvements they see the ship been been the catalyst for the change they see the festivals the key front development you know all the things they see the buses on the quay. yes the people do permeate yeah, yeah. into the town so i mean all of these things play a positive role in the wider community and understanding why and what's the trust is about what we're trying to achieve and do.
0: Yeah, Well it's been absolutely fantastic to come down and see it in action Sean, I want to say thank you uh, for welcoming us and to bringing us around. We've learned loads, the ship is a fantastic experience mm-hmm. knowing uh, the history of the different people who left Ireland and went to America is just been great the paninis and the chowder from the cafe have been amazing. So we've had a fabulous time. And we want to say thank you very much. And we wish you continued success in the next phase of yeah, the project. You're m-
1: more than welcome. We were delighted to have you. And thanks very much.
0: Thank you. From our team at Community Finance Island, thank you to those volunteers and leaders who spent time sharing their success and determination. We hope you found some useful insights while listening here. Their stories demonstrate that dreamers are always welcome in our communities. You may be a dreamer today, but you too could be the change maker of the future. Be sure to subscribe to this series and tune in to hear our next story coming soon.